0: Good morning, Gospel Community Church. Uh, it's, it's good to uh, to be here this morning, to be able to share in God's Word with you. Um, things are still a little different. Um, this is uh, harder than, uh, than I thought. It's, it's much easier to be in front of uh, the body um, than in front of this camera, to be honest with you. But uh, these are challenges. so uh um, I just I hope you guys are doing well. Um, I hope that um, uh, during this craziness that 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 God has brought forth that time um, you are leaning on him as I am right now um, during this this uh, stressful time so um we're doing this live, so you get to see Tony just like you would if you, if we was down at the church, all my mistakes, all my fumbles, everything, but uh, God is good, and so he will uh uh, he, he will get us through this. So um, we are um, going through the book of Peter, uh, 1 Peter. Um, this was something that was discussed and just felt that the Lord was, uh, was working us to. Um, it, it, was, it was things that we was going on as a family, uh, a family of believers, and just uh, going through some, some uncertain times um, in, in suffering in just different parts of our lives and in, in uh, family members of, of the church. And so that's where we're at today, as we're, as we're just looking at this, so these, these, um, these real struggles that we have as, as human beings, as um, uh, walking with this flesh that we have, and um, um, listening to God, and, and just being um, remembered who we are. And so um, today we will be going, um, again, 1 Peter. If you'd like, um, we're going to be um, pretty much huddled in chapter 4, verses 1 through 11, Um, If you wouldn't mind, turn there, that way, what God's Word says for yourself, and it's just not reliant on me um, to to show you God's Word, like you guys are reading it for yourselves. So, um, just a little bit of a a quick backdrop for those that maybe haven't been uh, checking in, um, what 1 is about, um, and and kind of where we're at. Um, These were some trying times, Um, this was in the early church, this was, um, you know, Christ Crucified, he had raised from the dead, and um, he had um, been ascended back um, to the right hand of God, and he's up in uh, up up next to the Father. Um, and the Christians, uh, this is this is the early church. This is when um, the way is really starting to flourish. And um, I'm sure all of you guys are aware that we live in a dark world, that the world um, don't really care for Christ and His teachings, um, and so. As these teachings were, were flourishing and and, and Jesus' gospel was spreading, the good news of Jesus was spreading, there was opposition. There was, um, there, there was people that didn't like it, um, and, and including the, the Roman Empire. Um, there was a lot of resistance against it. Um, we have the, the Roman emperor of this time, Nero, that um, was not a fan, was trying to squash it. And the more he's trying to squash it, the more it's growing, the more it's coming alive. Like in every uh, time of history that Christianity should have been squashed, it's when the Roman Empire was against it. But, it's but it doesn't mean that things aren't tough, that things aren't, aren't hard. Um, the Christians are suffering, um, and these are just some hard, dark times. And so Peter's writing um, some truths to the early Christians. And these are truths that we take today that we hold on to. And so, uh, that's just a little context of what's going on. I'm going to read this today, and we're going to just uh, kind of see where the Lord is leading us, what, uh, the, what what He has in store for us in, in today's time. And, uh, and, uh, and I'm hoping just to uh, re- see God's Word, and uh, it's revealed to us. So, um, I would first like to start off and just uh, to pray. I'd like to ask God to come and um, reveal His Word to us, and uh, just to use uh, me well in these uh, in these weird times so uh, let's pray oh father we thank you for your word um, we, we thank you for the guiding guidance that you have given us uh, through this Lord I pray that this um, this word just um, grabs us impacts us all that it is brought alive that um, it goes out and and it rings true in so many people father um, please just help our hearts be open to your word. And, and Lord, we not just listen, but I always ask, Lord, that it would stick with us. That we'd be transformed by it. That this word, just don't go on deaf ears. That, that you grow us, Lord. That you constantly are building us up. Um, sanctifying us. Making us new each and every day. And less and less of our old selves are, are just there. That um, we, we are just uh, dying more and more to our flesh and living more and more for you, Father. Uh, please reveal your word again, Lord. We thank you and we love you, and it's in your beautiful name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. So, um, I'd like to start off this morning just to, we're going to go read through 1 through 11, and uh, then we're just going to start unpacking it and see where, where God leads us. So, um, chapter 4, uh, verses 1 through 11. It says, uh, Since therefore Christ suffered in the flesh, arm yourselves with the same way of thinking. For whoever has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, so as to live for the rest of the time in the flesh, no longer for human passions, but for the will of God, for the time that is past suffices for doing what the Gentiles want to do, living in sensuality, passions, drunkenness, orgies, drinking parties, and lawless adultery. with respect to this, they are surprised when you do not join them in the same flood of debauchery, and they malign you, but they will give account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead, for this is why the gospel was preached even to those who are dead. That though judged in the flesh the way people are, they might live in the Spirit the way God does. The end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly. Since love covers a multitude of sins, show hospitality to one another. Without grumbling, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another. As good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves, as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong, to him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Uh, this is God's word. So, Chris preached last week and, and talked about the suffering of Christ and talked about the suffering that, that, um, that went on there. Um, and, and we're picking up there um, Peter goes here and says since therefore since therefore Christ suffered in the flesh arm yourselves with the same way of thinking and you have to stop and ask yourself like since therefore Christ suffered in the flesh we need to arm ourselves with the same way of thinking well what type of thinking was that what what was going on and and, and it takes us back to to see the seriousness of when when Jesus come down here and bore flesh with us. To walk among us. To, um, to live as we do. Like he felt, he saw, he, he tasted the same things. And so when it says suffered in the flesh, arm yourselves with the same way of thinking. If you go back and you ask yourself, did he really understand, did he really truly understand how tough it is to, to live in the flesh, these desires we have? I want to read you something out of Mark 14 verse 34, you're going to see how much our Savior truly came and lived in the flesh. You're going to see that He has the same type of fights, the same type of desires we have to 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 live for ourselves and not as the Father would like us to live. If you read here in 34, it's in Mark 30, 14, verse 34, and I will stop at the end of 36. And, and this is right before... Um, Jesus' persecution. Um, we've got Judas is is coming um, back to betray Jesus to hand him over to the authorities, and Jesus know that knows that his time is coming. That this 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 pain, this suffering, these hard times are coming, and you can see the struggle that, that Jesus has. You can see his humanness in these in these verses here. If you if you listen to this, so it goes. And he said this, said to them, "My soul is very sorrowful." Even to death, even to death, remain here and watch. And going a little further, he fell on the ground and prayed that, if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for, for you. Remove this cup from me. Yet not what I will, but your will. You see Christ in a very hard time right there. You see Christ in the flesh. You see him living as we live. He he was going to suffer. He was going to feel things that were not well, um, true pain, and you can see the desire to serve self over the Father's will. Like so, anytime you guys think that man, if Christ just understood me, if he if he only walked in these shoes of of addiction or 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 these shoes of lust for, I can guarantee you, he was tempted to serve self over God's will. You see it there. He knew what was coming up. But praise be to God, he's got the strength that we don't. Um, he was able to look to the Father and said, "Be Your will be done. In love for the Father, in love for us, he pursued and he kept going. So we go on and we start to look at this, since therefore Christ suffered in the flesh. We see his suffering. We see this. Um, wanted to do his own will. He suffered in the flesh. Arm yourselves with that same way of thinking. We need to think about that. We need to understand that our flesh is real, that we have desires, um, ungodly desires. We want to serve ourself. We we want to run from from things that, that don't feel well. We need to be armed with the way of thinking of Christ, that God understands us. He's got us. He sees where we're at. But we still say, you understand everything. Your will be done, not my will. I humbly just bow and I say, Lord, you've got this. So we need to arm ourselves with that way of thinking. Then moving on, Peter says, For whoever has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. So you start going down this road of, of our flesh and, and suffering in the flesh. We understand that our flesh, if we just live for our flesh, we're honestly just living for ourselves. Whatever feels good to us, Whatever doesn't bring us um, uh, just ugliness. It's all about about Christ. It's not about anybody else. It's all about us. So when we suffer, in we deny our flesh. That's what this passage is meaning. Like that we ceased from sin. It's not that we suffered an injury. We we broke our leg, and from here on out, we don't have sin in our lives because we had a suffering. Like no, that is not nothing. This is going after. It's it's the suffering of the flesh, it's denying ourselves. These passions that we have, these these things like we were born in sin. We have a, a brokenness about us. And it's a true challenge to say, I don't want to do that no more. That's what Peter's meaning here. For whoever has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. Denied our flesh. Denied ourselves. And said, Father, your will be done, not mine. It's hard. It's true. It's it's difficult. We can see that again if we go back to Mark. Christ struggled with it. He understands. Moving on into 2, it says, uh, So as to live the rest of the time in the flesh, no longer for human passions, but for the will of God. Again, we've moved on. We, we, we submit. We understand it's going to be hard. We, um, the, the Father is understanding our, our fight with the flesh. And from here on out, as as believers in Christ, we walk and we say every day, "Your will be done, Father, not mine." We deny our flesh. We we just we got to be under His rule, His authority, in constant prayer, um, walking with Him, because we don't have the power to do this. We don't have the strength in our and our ability to do this. We have to lean on His understanding, His will. <laughs> Here it comes. Um, Again, talking about time. So, for the time that is past, suffices for doing what the Gentiles want to do. Living in sensuality, passions, drunkenness, orgies, drinking parties, and lawless adultery. We've had those times. We have those days where we live for self. Um, whatever please self. Um, you know, my vocabulary is very limited. I had to actually go look up the word sensuality. And, and the more I dove into that word, the more I talked about our senses, you know, our taste, our smell, our vision, our hearing, our touch. And, and it got me thinking, like, in how many ways do we all live for that? We live this sensuality. What pleases us is what we pursue. And so if we're only looking at that, God's will is pushed to the side. Well, that right now, God, doesn't sound like much fun. Or that's going to cost me something. Or, like, I don't, I don't want to go down that road. Like, so we don't want to be living for our senses, for our sensuality. Um, again, if you read more into this, Peter is making a point to show that it's it's living for the flesh. Like you need to put those to the side. These these passions that you that you have, um, like in in a, in a form, it's like you you push everything to the side and you follow that passion that you have, and nothing else matters, including your wife, your kids, whatever. Like it's almost a a thing that you idolize, and and. You, again, it's all about self, it's all about flesh, drunkenness orgies, drinking parties, kind of self-explanatory, self-explanatory. Um, you go down these roads and you know what I just want to bury my life in a bottle or um, I need to do this um, to, to get away from it all. Like again, you're, you're, you're avoiding that responsibility that possibly you are as a parent or um, as, as a husband or a wife like that is not well. again, you're just talking about yourself, you're serving yourself. You're not serving no one else. And he goes on, and so you, you you see these things, and you and you change from these things. You you say, I'm going to deny the flesh, that what the senses want, what what I really um, my fleshly desires. I, I change those, and I'm going to start pursuing what God wants. Again, we have to look back to Christ for that. And so it goes with respect to this. They are surprised when you do not join them in the same flood of debauchery, and they malign you. comes some of um what could be that that suffering as you start this walk with christ or as you continue your walk in christ the things that you maybe did in the past you stop doing and people don't understand that it's not because you you snub your nose at them or or any of that like it's just the things that you no longer is, is in you you're a you're reborn you're a new creation you're walking down a down a different path um, You don't mind their company, it's just the things that you do around that company that that changes. So in these times, don't be surprised if you get looked down on, or um, you get talked about in a bad way. Um, Don't be surprised by that. But remember, the the next phrase here is, He will give an account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. That's not for us to decide. Um, what they should get or what we should get for doing whatever we're doing, like Christ done the will of God, done good for all, and look at his his um, uh, like what happened to him like he was persecuted for doing what was right, not an evil word came out of his mouth, not one sin that he committed, he was righteous, and he still suffered the, the way he did, so to think that we're not going to suffer, we're not going to suffer persecution that people may talk about us, people may look down at us to remember that it's not for us to pay them back or to look at look at them um, in an ugly way like we are still supposed to be a light. We're supposed to supposed to walk humbly in Christ and be that light that they may be changed and remember he's the only judge. He's the one that'll judge and our actions. So walk carefully in that church. We've got a little, uh, what I would sense is, is some struggle here with um, the early believers. And, and you say, and it goes right here in 6, it says, For this is why the gospel is preached even to those who are dead, that though judged in the flesh the way people are, they might live in the spirit the way God does. I'm sure there was some persecution on to the, the point they're like, why are we going out and risking our I'm just going to die the very next day. Like, really, like, To share the gospel, and then it just requires we're going to be possibly um, burned to death, dipped in hot oil. Like you don't know what Nero is going to do. Like, why can't we just be quiet? Like, he's calling us to say, like, we need to. Like, the gospel was preached to even those that are dead. That even though they may have fell by human hands and people are taking them and and hurting them, they live in the spirit the way God does. Like they've got life after this. Heart, continue sharing the gospel even if it requires the death, like, take heart, tomorrow comes. You, you can almost read into that where Peter goes into the next verse on 7. And he goes, the end of all is at hand. Like, he's getting it. Like, even though you may be killed, you may be persecuted, you may be talked down about. Like, do you realize that this time is, is here today, gone tomorrow? That our flesh, in the grand scheme of things, where we're at, is a blink. There is nothing. And so, so like the end of all things is hand. Peter's like, hey, keep track of what's going on. Even if, the, even if human beings come and, and and strike you dead, remember the gospel that was preached to you. Remember the good news that was, was shared with you. Like that's that's great news that, that someone can't harm you to the point to take like your, your salvation away, your your um, your oneness with the Father, the, the walk with. He's moving on, and he's, he's like, the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, so hey, the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. Keep everything in perspective. Be self-controlled, sober-minded. Think about what's going on. Don't panic. Don't run around in fear. Um, understand that God's in control. God has this. Even in these times of, of trying times right now with this, with this virus. Like, take heart. Be self-controlled in Christ. Be sober-minded. Understand about this. Like, we, we really don't need to fret to the point of causing ill to ourselves. Like, like, no one wants to base their decisions based off of fear and fear alone. Like, there's concern. There's things that we've got to do. But we need to be sober-minded about it and self-controlled. We need to go to the Father in that, in our prayers, um, in a humbleness type of way to go to Him and just um, talk to Him and be open with Him about our struggles. We see here a gift. We see that uh, Peter's talking about all these, these struggles of the flesh, um, all these, these, these hard times that, that um, our flesh is real, that we want to serve self over God all the time, and, and this is just a, a hard struggle. And here's a gift. And, and he brings it up in, in us. He goes, above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. So, we live here amongst a, a group of um, flawed people. We're all flawed. We try to do God's will, but not all the time do we do God's will. Um, You that know me know that Tony's will comes, unfortunately, more than it should. And when Tony's will comes up and not God's will, there there can be some times of of offense. So he's talking about, above all, like, walk with each other, walk with your brothers and sisters in love. Because love covers a multitude of sins. When we talk about that, that love covers a multitude of sins, I want you to think about someone you love. Your spouse, your your husband, your kids, your parents. If you think about these relationships that that you have in love, and you think of how long these relationships have gone, and how they've endured the test of time, you can also look back that you've probably been wronged by them people that you love. You've been hurt by those people that you love. But yet you still walk with them every day. Instead of getting away from that pain that hurts so much by them wronging you, you still walk with them and you still pursue them. Why is that? There it is again that love, that love covering a multitude of sins, a multitude of wrongs. Love covers. So we need to have that same type of love for each other, understanding that we're flawed, understanding that there will be pain. But try to bear with each other and understand that it probably wasn't intentional. It was probably just our flesh getting in the way again. So walk with uh, one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. Showing hospitality to one another without grumbling. Another thing, like, we need to be hospitable with each other. Um, and not in a grumbling way, well, I better because... No, like, man, we understand they're flawed, just as we are flawed. <laughs> and we're going to walk with them without grumbling understanding that they have flesh as we have flesh. As each has received a gift, moving on in 10, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength God supplies, in order that everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. So in closing, we've got our hard times of the flesh. Um, We see that our flesh is real, and it's got power. But we see the power of of Christ, we see the power of God, and we know that His power beats our flesh, our desires. You come at the end here, and we walk with one another. (laughs) We understand one another, we understand that we have fleshly desires. And we walk humbly and lovingly with each other. We show that hospitality to each other. And then we, we look and we say, okay, God has given us some things. Each and every one of us is made different. Each and every one of us has a gift that glorifies the body of Christ. What are we doing with those gifts? You know, do we take those gifts and we just serve ourselves with those? Or do we take these gifts and serve the body of Christ with them? Do we serve Christ with them? Because... Like, you see how hard these things are. And so this is another thing of, of a, a gift. It's of, of not the, the love covering multitudes multitude of sins or the hospitality. It's what do you got that God has given you that, honestly, you can't take no credit for? It's something that was given to you that others don't have. Um, one of the ones that comes to mind is, in, in my case, is, you know, God has given me um, a small ability to be able to understand mechanical things. Um, don't know it all, but I understand uh, a limited amount to, to work through some things. Like, I can't take credit for that. Um, it was a desire that was built into me. It was a gift that was given to me. i um, like to say, well, I can my work, or I can in something. Like, at the end of the day, like, God gave me that. It's, it's not mine. What do I do with that gift? Do I hold on to it selfishly and just serve myself? Or do I serve others with it? Do I serve Him with it? Do I help others with it? going on here. He's asking that of us. If all of us are using our gifts to glorify God to walk with each other, it's just a great, honest, like, awesome gift which ultimately turns us to glorify God. We say thank you for this gift that you have given me. Thank you for helping me through this. Thank you for others and the gifts that they have because without them, I struggled in this area. Um, This right here, this electronic stuff that's going on in this sermon prep, um, what are we doing to lift the body of Christ and glorify God? Um, and, and it causes us to, to, to come to Him, to give Him glory and dominion forever, and we just look back at, at, at all of God's um, goodness. Um, church, I, I hope that, that you're doing well in these times. Um, I hope that you see today's message that like we do have fights among us, um, or within us, our flesh. Um, but we have a Savior that understands those fights. He's there for us to just always look in him, to, to even when the flesh is, is fighting as much as it is, and wanting and pulling us to do wrong, that we just say, not my will, but God's will. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. you revealed some things in me, on, on my flesh, where um, I, uh, I choose um, me over you, Father, and, and I just I, I pray for that, Lord. My senses are strong. I've never really looked at my, uh, my fleshly desires. And, and I pray that go on with others. That if there's any areas, Father, that, that we struggle with, that you would identify them for us. And that we would turn them over to you. Um, understanding that it may hurt. Understanding that it don't feel well sometimes. But that we have that ultimate trust that you have our best interest in mind, Father. That you know more, you love more, Father, and you just have us, though, Lord, in these times. Um, I also want to just pray for these times, Lord, that we wouldn't lose focus of you, that we wouldn't lose um, this uh, this community. Like you would put a hunger in us, this desire to come, to be around believers when when this is all said and done, Father. Um, I, I am so thankful for this, uh, this technology you've given us, Father. But I so yearn as well to, to come back in communion with, with the body of believers, Lord. Pray for them, and I pray for us as well, and just all people, Lord. And I ask these things in your precious name, Jesus.